Gotta go off with Rap Critic and Muse. How are y'all doing <laughs> this week? God damn it. Uh, we just saw something we unfortunately can never unsee. The day we're recording this, earlier today, we both saw the, uh, the new trailer. The devastation. The devastation, <laughs> the annihilation, the decimation that is... The Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie with Jim Carrey as maybe the only redeeming thing of the entire film. Maybe. Maybe. Like, if that, if that. <laughs> ICP, maybe. Jim Carrey as Dr. Robotnik, maybe. Like, were you laughing with what he said? Like, it was just childish. It was just like, he just pulled a rock move, just randomly. He's like, what's your name? Oh, it's Butterfield. Are you expecting any witty jokes from this? I got a better question for you. Who is this for? This is for executives. Oh. This is for the executives it's for at the studio. Studios who have been buying up mm. any fucking franchise they can and just like farting out whatever movie they can because this is the same company mm. that is now behind the door of the Explorer movie. Oh, yeah. Taking that shit seriously like a series action adventure movie. And at this point, I'm thinking to myself, yo, is Paramount Pictures like going the way of fucking Asylum? That's exactly what I was thinking. With these fucking half-assed movies? The reason I ask is because I also take issue with uh, something that you were about to mention specifically is... Oh, yeah, and the biggest point of them all. ...is a very specific uh, music choice. Now, my question to you, because I saw someone jokingly blame this movie on everyone who accepted the... uh, Detective Pikachu movie. They kind of look a little similar. But that one looks actually fully rendered. And the big difference, <laughs> I think, is the Pokemon movie, you can tell there's actually heart in that. There's actual pandering. I'll call it pandering to the Pokemon fan base with all the different Pokemon in it. You can tell it's made for Pokemon fans. This Sonic the Hedgehog movie is not made for fans of Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, where's Tails? Where's Knuckles? If this was a Detective Pikachu situation, we would have seen Rogue the Bat. We would have mm. seen Big the Cat. I don't know. We would have fucking heard some Crush 40. Or switch it up on us. Do an uh, orchestral version of that. that. That water level music. You know that shit was the dopest You could have shit. had covers of any of the soundtrack games. From, from the Genesis to the Wii. Anything recognizable from fans. Not Coolio. Coolio! (laughs) What I think they did was they said, okay, 90s throwback, these movies ain't doing good, the theme parks ain't doing good, you know, we're trying to get our money's worth of buying up these franchises. 90s, 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 that's what's next. Sonic the Hedgehog, boom, that's what's next. We need a song. Okay, here's the top 10, you know, most popular songs on Spotify, Mm. you know, from the 90s, and then... Here's the top 10 songs we can afford from that list. Oh, (laughs) yeah. That's a really good point. And they're like, ooh, we could go with this one, but we could save $20,000 and then just go with the Coolio one. (laughs) No one associates hip-hop with Sonic the Hedgehog. It's rock music. And that's not exactly. It can't be rap or whatever. It's just... It feels awkward and it doesn't fit. And have you heard the rap that they tried to put with Sonic? <laughs> Look, nobody's trying to think about Sonic and rap, right? <laughs> Here's my big question, right? If we're trying to make this all 90s because Sonic is 90s, why, when Robotnik insults the guy, does his right-hand man say, he's calling it basic? 
And then later, Sonic checks his footsteps on basically a Fitbit. And then later... What, does he fucking floss? <laughs> <laughs> no, but then in, in the end where he's like in the guy's bag, he's like, oh, it smells like body spray. Like, this isn't the fucking 90s, dude. The 80s worked really well for like Stranger Things and Turbo Kid. Everyone loved 80s, but 80s is played out. Sonic was trying to get ahead of the curve by trying to do the 90s nostalgia, but A, not a lot of people are ready for it yet. It still kind of makes it feel like it was just yesterday and people are trying to think it might still be the 90s. No one's ready for it to not be the 90s anymore. Now you've got the star power of Jim Carrey randomly in, like, his first comedic role in how long? And it's Sonic the Hedgehog. The timing of all of it is wrong. <laughs> how about you focus on making a Sonic game that everyone really likes? You know what they're doing? They saw Marvel. And they're like, uh, mm. they're, they're like Buster Rhymes in that fucking Pharrell song. They're thinking, <laughs> are you saying that now... We're going to get a fucking Sega Genesis movie you universe. Know, the Sega Genesis expanded universe. <laughs> We're going to get a fucking Golden Axe movie. We're going to get all your favorite Sega games. They're getting really cheap movies. They saw the bump in dollars that some of those nostalgic franchises got with that Wreck-It Ralph movie. You thought they weren't paying attention? You thought they didn't see the, the big pop when uh, Sonic appeared in the ad? We have not nearly enough time. We've got to talk about another two brand new albums we're reviewing this week. We ain't got time for the Patreon request just yet, but don't you worry. We will get back to them very soon. Hopefully. Schoolboy Q. Dude, back in 2016, I went back and I listened to what we had to say about the Blank Face EP. Because I still go back and I still listen to a couple tracks off that album every so often. Schoolboy Q wasn't an artist I was very familiar with, so going into it, it was like a brand new experience. But now I have the experience of the Blank Face EP under my belt. This wasn't as good. Okay, not nearly. okay, I'm glad. All right, all right, I'm glad it's not just me. Okay. <laughs> this, um, this was quite a step backwards. What we've got here is what, in my opinion, feels like a collection of unfinished songs. All of them Absolutely. are like a minute a couple or two minute songs, like a few three minute songs. But again, the fucking beat steals the show in just about every song. And these fucking features, you can keep every single one of these features just about. Dude. And none of the verses, except for maybe two songs, maybe, have memorable or standout lyrics from Schoolboy Q. Two songs are rated a four, and one of them is a four and a half. All the other ones are less. The three I liked the most, Die With em, Crash, and Attention. Mm, my God, not even that for me. <laughs> so not even that for me. <laughs> I liked Drunk, but you, you were saying, you were saying. Drunk. Uh, no. Nah, nah. No you can fucking keep... No, because it's fucking Black and whoever else is on that shit. And Black's verse was just so pointless that it could have been left off entirely. It definitely is. This is uh, an album of, you said beats, but I think also hooks. It, Some like, of them. Certainly not chopsticks. You know, that one kind of became no. a little... No, 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 wait, 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 wait. Let me be clear. Let me be clear. Okay. <laughs> in Purely in the guilty pleasure way. 
Uh, okay. Of the just all right. like the it's so mindlessly repetitive. It leaped over that cliff for me. You know, uh, the cliff it, of it like. It didn't quite get there for me. It was. It's very still very annoying. clear that it's a bad song. Like it's one of those things. Like it was like okay, so I'm listening to the first song, Gang Gang. I feel like I'm not really getting a lot out of this. But then like when he gets to, I think it's like the end. This is Birdman level rapping where he's just l- listing off shit, and this is like that is yeah. not good. You know what I mean? Like anytime I I say the words Birdman to describe music, <laughs> listing off shit with no real purpose, and it's just like I don't know why I'm supposed to care about this. It was the second song, Tales. He kind of gets a little dark on you, and he tells you about like you know imagining himself being in hell and and seeing you know how life is playing out for his kids and his ex wife. You know what I mean? It was like oh, oh okay, oh we're about to get into it. We're about to and then chopsticks happened. It's lit. I think it just hit me, like specifically the fact that it was fucking Travis Scott. It just hit me in this way of just like, oh, oh, oh okay. <laughs> I had the laugh of just like, wow, you you almost made me think this is about to be a good album. <laughs> and and maybe that's why I enjoyed Chopsticks, because it was just so bla- Like, you had this last verse that was really about to get into something, and then you go... I like to see girls' legs. They're like chopsticks. Get it? It was just like, oh man, you just you just threw away all the goodwill. I think that's how I enjoyed it. Just in the ironic, the upside down smile way of just like, wow, all right, no, 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 keep it going. <laughs> Fuck it then. <laughs> was I wrong in hearing the fucking yeah, it's lit, and thought, oh cool, for a second, right? Because <laughs> in my head, I thought. Astroworld was alright, and then, oh, all he does is the chorus? And all he does is say, chop, chopsticks? Chop, chop, chopsticks? Is like, what the fuck? Why would you even get him on here if that's all he's gonna do? And, and the song's not about, like, women? Or really guns like no! that? <laughs> Schoolboy Q references chopsticks once in the first verse, and then never again. That prompts this repeating chorus over and over again. Like, his verse wasn't bad. It just felt irrelevant. I'm not listening to this whole fucking song for just those few decent parts, because they're not worth it. Skipping over Num Num Juice, because I just... When that single came out, that was like the harbinger of like, oh, <laughs> this doesn't sound right. It, it like the fact it sounded out of key. I liked the beat and the chorus on Num Num Juice. I wasn't feeling it. It just it was weird. It was out of key and awkward in a way that didn't feel like it was having fun with it. It felt like it was weird and out of key in a way that felt like there's something wrong and you guys aren't working to fix it. Like with the let's get it. Like when that happened and you heard the bad instrumentation underneath it, that just a. a especially felt like a sour note. It's just like, something should have been fixed there. Something don't sound right. Well, obviously something is wrong when you're releasing a single and it's a minute 47 seconds. Yeah, I was like, I'm pretty I'm sorry, sure what? fucking Lil Pump songs are longer than that. And better, honestly. I fucking listened Dude, to a honestly, Lil Pump album recently. Honestly. <laughs> just going back for a second, because uh, mm-hmm. I, I got to mention, I really liked the beat on Gang Gang. Like, that is an opening track I thought was really smart. I liked the chorus, that whip clean, dope boy. It repeated a lot, but I thought it still sounded pretty dope. But Schoolboy Q and the verses on here, and I can't stress enough, the fucking guest features are so... So fucking whack. Ty dollar sign. Black. Oh, nothing. Yeah, nothingness. But I will go. The only one I'll go to bat for is Kid Cody. 
I knew it. Uh, you, you, you will always. <laughs> Dude, no, man, it's not. That's not me, I swear. Like, it's just. I'm not that guy. <laughs> it's just when he hits it, man. <laughs> I thought he did okay. Drunk, the beat for that was really good. You know, in the background, you hear these falling piano keys and all that sort of shit. Yes. So it's just like, okay, this sets the mood. You hear the choruses, I ain't really drunk. I ain't really drunk. You know, that sort of shit where it's just like, the, what's obviously happening? <laughs> then there's the yeah. denial of it. But then you have this intro, this is the future, this is the future. I'm like, what was that? What was that? (laughs) And then the verses, yeah, kind of talk about stuff. They kind of, I hate how on like, you know, people would be like, oh, this song's about his grandma. This song's about his cousin. Uh (laughs) It's mentioned in two lines. Does the liver full of yak and weed in the back and Ciroc for the hose and chill on the stash? Pass me the gas, 488, stuntman, blast from the past. Is that related to his grandmother and his cousin being murdered? Those were passing lines. That's not what the verse is about. The songs I liked the most were the ones that had a bit more of a point but honestly with, with me with a rap album if the flow sounds good and the beat is dope it doesn't really matter too much what you're saying like i said i fucking listened to a little pump album recently and i was like yeah this fucking slaps i'd listen to this again he ain't saying shit like we were saying, courses are dope i wrote down a 5200 the whip whip till it's staying on you that's a good ass yeah. fucking hook Mm-hmm. Whip, whip, whip till it stay in the way the music cuts out. That's dope. But the lyrics are just trash, man. Like the, the especially the parts that like Schoolboy Q on this album would repeat the most unimpressive lyrics where you're just like, oh, that was worthy of repeating. You know, like four words I know. Fuck all y'all hoes. Word. That was it. It's not the only four words, you know, it. it's. Because you just said four words I know. So that's <laughs> so it's obvious that there's at least eight. <laughs> <laughs> at the very least. <laughs> you know, but, but I mean, it's just like, it just doesn't work on any level of like, why did you say that? And then you repeated it. So I'm just like, why the fuck did you say it again? Because it, it, it wasn't interesting the first time, you know? And, and it's like, I do the most. Put that in quotes. It's, it's, no (laughs) (laughs) i won't no thank you you know and then and then you have floating as soon as i heard this song it it was it was just like chopsticks you know i can enjoy this on the pure dumb level but like i know as soon as this chorus is over i'm not interested you know what i mean because he's saying shit like tatted on my face no role model that's for kid bops uh get it on my waist let that shit rock the sauce everywhere and got broccoli in my ziplock i like the chorus where it's just talking about i'm floating i'm floating uh got no legs bitch i'm floating might turn into a ghost punk bitch yeah i'm floating i didn't like that chorus i I, I thought because it was just so just like and seeing that 21 savage on the song it's just such a like this is the basic like yeah we high as shit type of joint that that works right if you're high you know oh you float like i get what they're trying to say Mm -hmm. but the verses have nothing to do with it the verses aren't about being high they aren't about enjoying being high it has it's just ran more random shit just like every single verse on the song like you couldn't tell me what one of these songs is about and another subpar verse from 21 yeah but here's what's interesting to me because dangerous comes right after featuring kid Cudi, and so like as I was listening to this song, I'm just like, all right, floating works. I mean, the hook for this works, but these verses have nothing to do with it. 
And it's like, it would be so cool if like they did something to elevate this. And then when Dangerous comes in, it doesn't have any drums underneath it. He mentions kind of like, I'm floating. And it's kind of like this fear of like, what's going to happen next. And there's a couple of points where like the beat feels like it just gets sucked out. And there are a couple of times where I was just like, oh shit, is Schoolboy Q going to like throw up or something? (laughs) (laughs) it, It really gave you that feeling of just like, Okay, the last song is about enjoying being high. This song is like, oh shit, maybe this isn't so fun anymore. And I liked that. That's what I liked. It felt like Kid Cudi was adding an element to this that really made it, you know, pop more. But, like, again, the verse didn't really go anywhere with it. But it was just kind of like, yeah, that was a cool idea, <laughs> you know? By the time we got to die with him, I literally said, I was just like, how about, I'm not even going to look at the lyrics. I'm just going to listen to this one. Uh, of course, I listened to the album the first time, but like the second time I was like, I'm not even going to look at the lyrics for this one. I'm just going to listen and see if any interesting lyrics stand out. And I didn't write down anything. Yeah. <laughs> like there was, I think there was like play with the sticks, like I'm a drummer or something like that. But I was just like, <laughs> like at the tail end, you know, like right before the chorus on the last verse is like, that's not really worth sticking around the whole, you know, two minutes for. I hated how the album picked up speed right at the end. Like die with them. That crash. was so annoying. <laughs> th- 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 those were both like, I like the chorus. I like the beat. Out of butt fucking nowhere, Royce the five nine sample with the uh, boom joint. Water on that one, uh, little baby, for me stole the show on that track. Like that was yes. a guest verse I thought actually, was good. Actually, actually though, fucking raise the raise the bar on that you, one. You would think with such a generic rap name. <laughs> yeah, seriously, and we were just talking about Birdman, so. <laughs> but fucking attention. Talk about getting my attention. Like, it ends with a fucking bang, and it's just a dope beat, and Schoolboy Q just spitting uninterrupted. Like, there's no guest verses, there's nothing, there's like, there's like no chorus, he's just going. And it's like, wow, he could have done this the whole time, and decided not to. It's kind of insulting now, (laughs) like, like I can't even enjoy that this is good now. (laughs) Like, yeah, keep that, keep that bag on your head, Schoolboy Q. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> you, you, you might not want to show your face for this one for a little while. Overall, I got a three and a half. What'd you get? I, I gave it a two, man. And I feel Ooh. really, I know, like, I, I, I felt so bad about that joke because I feel like people are totally going to make that joke. Oh, yeah, of course they will. But it's just like, man. Unless, unless everyone loved it and we're the, the only two that good. didn't feel it. Yeah. You know, where it's just like, ah, the, the it, that would have been like his MF Doomian sort of uh, persona that maybe he could have like done his next music video with the bag on his head. Like, oh, that's the joint now. That's how I'm robbing liquor stores. I don't even know what else to say. But Arizona Baby by Kevin Abstract. Holy shit. Can oh. I just say? Oh. Can I just say? Ah. Whew. Can I? Mm. Did you pop the molly and you sweating? Kevin fucking abstract, dude. I don't know about you, mm. but this was fucking phenomenal. Ah, uh, I don't know about that. I don't oh. know about that. Oh! <laughs> I will not have it. I will not, not have it. Okay. I ended up giving this a better rating than Iridescence. Oh, 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 really? I got a four and a half on this bitch. I, I got a two. And I only a half. got a four for iridescence. I got two and a half, man. Look, what let, let, let me start with my explanation. No let me start. <laughs> let me start. Come on. And this is why I feel like he's trying to do 
he wants to be the pop pretty boy, but what? he also wait, 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 wait. Look, you can't tell me he doesn't. <laughs> you cannot tell me. You cannot listen to some of these courses and tell me that's not what he wants. But at the same time, the courses don't hook you enough for that to really work. And at the same time, he what? wants to be the abstract dude. But at the same time, he's giving me like emotion, but not enough content within that emotion to make me care about what he's talking about. Mm-mm. You see what I'm trying to say? Mm-mm. Okay, okay, let's go Mm-mm. through it. Let's go through it. All right, all right, Mm-mm. let's go through it. Let's go Big through it. Big Wheels was the fucking, I want to say that was the debut, the, the teaser. It was like a, the short little music video. It's only a minute and 30 seconds. That's my only criticism. Of that song is that it's way too fucking short, but it's a fire intro. That one, it felt like the, the fucking, the untuned guitar just fucking around for like a, a whole bunch of the track. Nah, man, yeah. that shit felt unfocused to me, man. Maybe that's the point, dude. Maybe it doesn't have to be polished. It could so very, much of this album sounds fucking depressed be, as shit. It could very well be that this entire album is a Andre 3000 to the very extreme. Come in, don't tune any of the instruments, don't warm up or nothing. Just sing however it comes out. Don't bother to rhyme the lyrics. Don't bother to do a second take. Just however the awkward flow comes out, just however you want to say it, just say it. You know what? Like, that's how the album, a lot of this album felt like to me. Oh, okay. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. 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 I'm trying to look through here Uh to find a track that I was going to put on the pedestal as to, as if to say, Hey, everybody, look at this. Right, what, what do we think? This yeah, is yeah, the yeah. one track that I don't like so much, and here are my complaints. But then I'm looking them over, and I'm reminded, oh, yeah, they're all fours, fours, and halves, and fives. So yeah, I don't well, have let, a bad let's, one. Let's talk about it. Let, let, let's talk about it, because um, let me say my piece and, and just say, and see and see what you think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. You explain yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get in the front of the class, tell everyone why you don't have your goddamn homework. <laughs> How'd that joint go? How'd the chorus for this song go? Let me see if I let me see if I can play it. Hold on, hold on. Which one? Which one are you talking about? Your favorite chorus to Joyride. Joyride was sick! I don't think I would ever want to fuck in the sun. How do you tell me you didn't fucking like that? You bop into that? Yes! Holy shit, yes! <laughs> that song was catchy as fuck! Word! Yeah! <laughs> I can't believe this! Well, how, how'd, that, how'd that third verse go? Maybe I'm too patient, boy. You're so crazy, boy. Spent the weekends on an island because they made us, boy. If I try to tell you why you're so special to me, boy, I'll be here till the sun comes up. That's why I'm hanging, boy. Come on, son. If that wasn't a fucking Britney Spears lyric, you would be saying I was trash. Uh, 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 is right. <laughs> no, because I'm trying to, I'm trying to see exactly... Because I feel, I feel you're being a little hard on the boy. I feel like, as I listen to this album, right? Because I'm, I'm a bit in the middle. I know a bit about the band, but I'm, I'm just a foot in, right? So it's like, I know some of the things and some of the people that he's referencing, but not enough that it gives me an emotional pop in the same way that he, when he references them, right? I don't think you need it, dude. I, I think if you went in completely blind and you didn't know who the fuck Brockhampton were, you didn't know about Amir and the going to Hawaii till the fucking heat died down and all that shit. I, I don't feel like you, it, it would hit so you as fucking much. Hard otherwise. I don't think it would hit you as much, man. I think you have to be into the lore to care to to really be invested in what some of the things he's talking about. Maybe lyric wise, but I don't think that takes away from the overall enjoyment of the song. If you don't know what he's talking about, the one I wasn't as big a fan of. Okay, that were slightly weaker tracks. Maybe I think Baby Boy might have been a little weaker. 
But I still really like the fucking chorus from Ryan Beatty. Baby boy. Okay. Yeah. He says, at this point, you're pretty much out of my mind. But when I close my eyes, I think about you every time. And a lyric like that just had like fucking Christina Perry, Jar of Hearts. I'm so not over it, but I'm acting like I'm over it. But it just leads to just being like, I'm not even clear what I'm fucking communicating by saying what I'm saying. And so it's just kind of like, huh? What? So, you know what I'm saying? And it, it ends up kind of feeling like 15-year-old poetry to me, you know? And 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 on Oof. that level, I kind of feel like, I do kind of feel like a sense of, like, I feel bad by saying what I'm saying, right? Because it's just like, there is you that should. rawness to it. But at the same time, it feels like, a lot of this feels very like, oh, we're just doing one take of this. We're just going to do the awkward, like, your flow barely fits the beat take. Okay, for... For, for every song? Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Man, I think this comes down to preference. Uh, may, maybe it is. I think because it's that like... That is definitely what it's coming down to, I think. Mm. Because if, if no, you no, want, well, like, you, you talk about why you like you it. Because I feel be like fucking... I'm saying why I don't like it. And you should... You, you, like, tell me what you you enjoy about it. As far as, like, Big Wheels and Joyride, I just thought they were straight-up bangers all the way through. I really like the instrumentation on every track on this album. I liked how he had acoustic instrumentation. The features on here were great. I really liked the uh, introduction of Dominic Fike on a couple of tracks. Uh, Ryan Beatty on the choruses. The fucking inclusion of uh, Joba and Bareface harmonizing on fucking Peach was beautiful. I think some songs were more focused. Use Me was one I wasn't as big on. But then there's so many bits and pieces about that song that I really like. Beat on that one. With the crickets, the hydraulics, and the cash register oh, samples, just kind of like that one sounded too busy to me. It didn't sound too oh, I like love it was that. just like I love how oddly busy it was. too much going on. Like, see, I will say that it was very easy for me to get distracted from the lyrics because I couldn't focus on both. Yeah, but when you when you focus in on it, I thought he had great flow and energy all over that song. Like the cluttered whatever of this album, I think might come down to just like the energy being too high on Baby Boy. Right? There's a lyric where. I kind of didn't get it, but it was like, you know, okay, I, I kind of had that moment of like, fuck it, Kevin Abstract, maybe it's abstract, I'm not supposed to fucking get it. But <laughs> but he, so he goes like, every time I find myself, I feel so lost, and every truth that I discover feels so false. And every mountain that I climb that seemed so tall, it only felt that way because the valley was so small. And I was like, the first two lyrics I get, and I'm kind of like almost getting what you're saying. And then he has the next lyric that I feel is going to be so powerful because I'm looking at the lyric and he says, excuse me while I cry. And I'm like, I almost got that. Like I was about to feel that Jimi Hendrix vibe. But I remember the first time I he- I listened to the song, I didn't know what he said there. It was because like the at this point, you're pretty much like blasted over that part. And I was like, that's a really emotional line. Excuse me while I fucking cry. Why is that? basically cut off to where you basically can't hear it like okay. it's things like that where it just feels like what's going on over here why is why is that happening why does that feel like that didn't get the the moment it deserved and there, there were one or two points where it was like it felt like certain lines were like cut off too early where it was just like hmm. what the fuck what's going on maybe that was it like just a lot of technical and uh, uh flow wise lyrical moments that that really took me out of enjoying the songs in the way that i wanted to and i'll put it to you like this duckworth uh had a song called michael oh yeah i remember that one and it was a type of joint that was kind of like you know flowing on that old school like uh you know pretty boy band shit but also doing some rap shit and it was super catchy yeah yeah like that's what i kind of felt like this album should have been, but maybe like lighter in that more six lakh sort of way. Now it definitely is livelier than six lakh. 
I'll, I'll definitely yeah. give it that. I'm not. I'm not gonna dump you on that. You can't get way. less energy than Six Love. <laughs> but in the same way, I felt like there wasn't the cohesiveness of a uh, Duckworth project. It felt very raw in a way that you can appreciate if you're really into it, but I feel like if you're not as into it, it could be a good way to get you into it. But I, I just felt like for me, it was just like, I don't know, man, you're not giving me enough to really go off of. And like I said, maybe I missed the lyrics. Oh yeah, American Problem, where he says, I can't sleep next to no one who don't look like you. And all my girlfriends, they tell me, well, you would have been better if you picked someone who was just like you. I don't know. Did you get something out of that? Did, it, did that hit you harder? I don't think it hit me harder, per se. I just think you're reading into the lyrics more than was intended. Yeah, it, but it's like, it doesn't it feel like there should be something here? It feels like there's a whole lot of, like... I mean, it, it's very possible that it just wasn't conveyed well, but there was something meant behind it more than what we're getting. Oh, oh this was the flow in particular on American Problem that I didn't, that, that it was kind of like weird for me. So the flow was like, and I'm going to try to approximate as best as I can. He goes like, uh, I think it's kind of crazy how my life panned out. I think it sucks that you and I ain't work out. I used to sleep on John's couch saying I'll be out this bitch sooner than later. 17, I said I was going to make this shit that was going to be bigger than Fader. Like... He just jumbles these words in in a way that's just like, no, that needed a different take. You needed to cut out some words. You know what I'm trying to say? Okay. Was like, uh, I don't know. I get you. I, I, I don't want you to feel like you're trying to justify your opinions to me. Because we obviously just had very different takes on this one. Your take is wrong and you should feel bad. But <laughs> I, I, Look, I'm with you on the last track. Boyer was fucking explosive. Uh, that was actually one of the weaker ones, in my opinion. Oh, shit! What the fuck? <laughs> I thought it was all right. God damn it. I, I, I really liked to... the beat on that one <laughs> and everything, but it just wasn't one of my favorites. I thought we were about to have our fucking, you know, <laughs> strong arms meeting in the middle. Oh, no. <laughs> I, think, I think it started off really, really strong. Like, I thought the first three tracks were fucking unstoppable. Your Corpus Christi, your Baby Boy, your Mississippi. I was like, okay. Not as strong as the first three. Then you got Use Me, Peach, American Problem. Peach, I still think that's fucking... I think Peach is such a fucking great song. But then fucking Crumble and Boyer are two that didn't hit me as hard as the rest of the album. And they're, they're not... I didn't care for those as much. I still think they're great songs. And I still really like Jack Antonoff, oh, okay. uh, who did the chorus on Crumble. Yeah. Who apparently is just Kevin's producer. Out of nowhere, no. giving you a fucking dope chorus. I forgot to admit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Peach was nice. Peach had the the poppiest sounding beat. Ooh, God, Peach's fucking song of the summer, dude. That, that's the one that I felt like it was just like, okay, that's what I was thinking about when I was thinking of Kevin Abstract trying to be the, the boy. Because don't they say that uh, shit? We're trying to be yeah. the boy bands of rap and shit. And I'm like, okay, where are the fucking melodies? Where are the fucking, you know, the lyrics I'm not going to be able to get out of my head. You know what I mean? If we're going to go into it, I think what Kevin means, if I'm going to fucking interpret what the hell he means when he says okay, boy band, okay. I, I think he just looks at Brockhampton as a group of dudes, but, like, you think of fucking Wu-Tang, you think of these collectives of these dudes and they don't really call them anything like you just call mm. them like a rap group like if you were describing wu-tang like what would you say like would you just call them a rap group yeah like, like a, a, a rap, rap collective, collective. yeah <laughs> and it's like that doesn't sound catchy that doesn't sound poppy <laughs> but if you're fucking kevin and you were raised on and you were a fan of like pop shit 
you yes, know, boy yeah, band. Yeah, 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 because he brings that up, right? You want your group to have the image Mm-hmm. And like we're a boy band, not necessarily reflective in the style of the music and like in your traditional sense. Right. No way or is someone going to put a fucking compilation of best boy band tracks together and put anything from <laughs> no. Iridescence next to fucking no, Backstreet Boys. I'm not necessarily. Like, that, no, I'm not necessarily. I, I was expecting sort of like, you know, the dirty take on it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that, OK. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because it's like there are moments where they do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I and, think and, they're just boy band and name alone. <laughs> but but, uh, but even when it comes to the abstract stuff, it's not abstract enough where it's on that gorilla's level where it's just like, holy shit, I can let my mind unwind. Because it's like, well, he's talking about direct people, but I'm not getting, I felt like I wasn't getting enough detail to really be as invested into him. That's if the word abstract is meant to be taken literally. But But I mean, like, when I try to enjoy it in a more like, it's supposed to be fun pop. You know what I mean? That sort of mm. like mindless level. I can't get it on that. But when I try to engage it in a lyrical level, it feels like it's not giving me enough of that. I don't know how to enjoy it. That's what I mean. You know what I mean? Like, but, yeah. that, but that's just how I came out with it. But I feel like when you go into either a Brockhampton thing or a Kevin Abstract thing, you don't really know what to tune your mind to as to like what to expect. <laughs> so it never matches exactly what you had in your head of like, Oh, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. I thought we were going to go for this. But, you know, you can still surprise someone. You know what I mean? It can be like, oh, shit. I didn't think it was going there. It's going here and here we go. You know? Oh, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm not saying you're wrong for, for thinking anything in particular. I just think, like, I've done that where something didn't hit me as strong because I had, mm. like, a different perception. Like, like, in the same way that, like, you, you, you bite into a thing of, uh... Uh, what you think is going to be like gravy, but it's actually ice cream and it hits your taste buds different. Oh my God. I fucking went to uh, Bojangles. The first time I ever went to Bojangles, I went through the drive-thru and I asked for a Mountain Dew. They gave me a sweet tea. I didn't look at it. <laughs> you you better know that threw my fucking mind for a goddamn <laughs> loop. Taking a sip of goddamn warm sweet tea. <laughs> that fucked me up for life. I still remember that shit. No, I know, uh, <laughs> where it's like, Sure, if I knew what this was, it's something I like. And if I knew what it was going in, I'd probably enjoy it more. Maybe that's not your case, though. Maybe fucking Brockhampton isn't your bag. And maybe I'll come back in a couple years and be like, you know what? I had the right experiences to bring me into what this music is. You know what I mean? Like, you you never know how music can hit you because of whatever, whatever, whatever. I'll fucking meet you in the middle. It's very possible because as I'm looking over these tracks, especially like Corpus Christi, that I'll definitely give you in that if I wasn't familiar with what Brockhampton was going on and who Amir was and what was gone there, Corpus Christi hit me hard as a Brockhampton fan. But as someone who isn't as familiar, it might not have. Because musically, it's not the strongest, but I thought it was the strongest, like it had a point. In other songs where it's just kind of talking about vague personal shit, this is specifically, I got my sister trying to air me out on Instagram because I'm not giving my niece a fucking shout out on a track. Like, holy shit, that's very specific. Like, he's not being vague at all about that one. He talks about his life on one track where it's kind of like, I had Georgia in front of me and I just remembered that my next thing was going to be, oh yeah, I forgot. Fucking Georgia slaps though. That, that hook is fun. Oh yeah. <laughs> that is Ooh. definitely a song of the summer thing if the charts would fucking allow it. And and yeah, I hate that I don't like it as much as I feel like I should because it's like underground dudes, the buck in the system. I should be like, yeah, but if I'm honest about how the music itself is hitting me in a vacuum, I'm, I'm not feeling it as hard. You know what I mean? I wish this would have dropped between Saturation 3 
and iridescence because it does a lot of explaining about, hey, we were in Hawaii for a period of time because the whole Amir thing was going on and we tried to get out of the public eye and we had to lay low for a while. It's a fucking how I spent my summer vacation project. It fucking fills in all the gaps. And in that way, when you listen to Iridescence, you know what's going on. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. The way you're describing it is just like, it's a journey. How do they evolve personally? You know what I mean? Like, it, it feels like a lore in a way, right? And, and I think there's something about the online nature of what this group is that kind of invites you into that. What was it? Two, two and a half? What was uh, it? Two and a half, two and a half. Two and a half. Okay, wow, I came with the four and a half. And for schoolboy q i came out with a three and a half and you had a two (laughs) dang i'm being mean we're all over the place yeah you fucking had a sour salty week you need that sweetener to make everything okay (laughs) i think the uh, the week before just spoiled me a little bit too much that lizzo album it was just ah yeah the notes was too clean lizzo and and pivot gang to an extent at least some of it Mm mm-hmm but that about wraps it up for this week's episode of the Going Off Podcast. Uh, thank you very much for checking us out. If this is your first time listening, all of our old episodes are on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. Just search Going Off Podcast in the podcast tab. You can follow us on Twitter. You can help us financially on either Patreon or Kofi or Coffee, K-O-F-I. I find that that's a lot easier to use than Patreon personally, because uh, mm. you could just do one-time pledges whenever you want you don't have to wait for the end of the month to be charged you just do it automatically i've had someone right, right. switch over from patreon to kofi completely uh just because okay. i thought it was easier and it's a lot less intimidating too like it's a lot easier to understand so yeah yeah if there's anyone listening that for years have wanted to help us out but they didn't get patreon or they didn't trust it try kofi or coffee. I'm not even sure how you're supposed to pronounce it, but it's K O. Look, yeah, you just need to know how to type it. <laughs> K O F I, and you got uh, Rap Critic, and mine is uh, Riff Comms. We'll have the links on the screen so you can check us out. Um, as I kind of mentioned earlier, you can request albums to be reviewed. Um, you just gotta check out the Patreon pages, uh, patreon.com slash rapcritic or patreon.com slash muse for details. And eventually we'll be getting back to those. But 2019 is fucking bringing it with a vengeance. So. We're just trying to wait for that sweet spot to open up uh, to get back to the requests. But we will. Before the Going Off podcast, until next week, I'm Muse. And I'm Rap Critic. Turn it into a ghost punk bitch we floating. <laughs>